Thanks for tuning in to another episode of From Funding to Fame, where we interview the founders and funders currently raising capital on FrontFunder, as well as experts in the private capital markets. I'm your host, Trias Redding, the head of campaigns at FrontFunder, and I'm excited to introduce more Canadians to equity crowdfunding. This podcast episode features conversations about a business's current operations and future plans, and as a result, may contain forward-looking information. There can be no assurance that forward-looking information will prove to be accurate, as actual results and future events could differ materially from those anticipated in such statements. Listeners should not place undue reliance on forward-looking information. Today, we're going to be speaking with the founder and CEO of Wiggle Inc., Dr. Ahmed Glover. Wiggle is introducing the future for touchless wireless power, bringing new technologies that are developed for the Department of Defense to make everyone's life more convenient. The best way to describe it is that Wiggle uses radio waves like Wi-Fi to recharge our devices. Wiggle is enabling you to log on to an over-the-air wireless electrical power Wiggle network to power or recharge your devices while you use them on the move. Here are some highlights. The wireless charging solutions market was valued at $6.51 billion in 2018 and is estimated to grow to $40.24 billion by 2027. Wiggle has fully patented technologies with over six awarded utility patents and more in the pipeline with government contracts for their technologies. They are the first REG-CF on Start Engine in the U.S. to hit the $5 million cap, and now they are looking to go international by expanding to Canada as its first non-U.S. market. And finally, Wiggle uses the same frequency as radio and Wi-Fi to send power, so it is equally as safe. In short, Wi-Fi gets you wireless internet, Wiggle gets you wireless power. Hi, Dr. Glover. Thanks so much for being here on the podcast episode today. How are you doing? I am living the dream. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you you for having Wiggle. Love to hear that. Well, you've got a a really incredible background. You've successfully directed and managed large-scale energy transfer programs for the DOD for 30-plus years and served as a strategic technical advisor for the Federal Aviation Administration, several municipal governments, and private sector industries. You've also served 23 years in the U.S. Air Force, where You led tech acquisition programs, overseeing space and special operations programs. I mean, really just impressive background. So did you ever think you'd be in a position where you'd now be creating such revolutionary technologies and kind of what was your journey now to entrepreneurship? So I guess, like I tell people, I bore easily. So so when I was in the military, they put me in really tough jobs to keep me from getting bored. Uh, And then uh, then after I retired, I got pulled back into government stuff. That kind of got boring to me. And so that led me into the entrepreneurial world. And so uh, so a bit of how I ended up at Wiggle is when I was in, in, in uniform, active duty military, uh, we had all of these special whiz bangetry, new techie thingies, right, that were coming out. And so I got to do a lot of classified, you know, super cool stuff. And, and all of the newer stuff that was coming out had a battery. And so one device that I remember the most is a data transfer device. And so if you think about all of this highly classified stuff, right? So I've got this new super weird special thingy, but I got to put crypto in it, right? And so in order for me to put the crypto in it, I have this data transfer device. And a data transfer device says, okay, you take me, you take me over to somebody that you trust. They put a crypto key in me. And then I, you take that back over to the whiz, whiz banger thing, and then we do the magic, and I put the key inside. But this guy is mobile, right? And so, <laughs> so I'm on one program, and I keep hearing up oh, the battery died in the data transfer device. 
So, okay, what does that mean? Well, that means you got to drive 500 miles, start that process over and get it figured out. Oh, okay. So I leave that program. I get to another program. Uh, sir, we've got a problem. What do you mean we've got a problem? Uh, the data transfer device, the battery data, and the crypto. What? So, so I always, even back when I was in uniform, I always said, I want to get my arms around this battery problem, right? There's got to be a way to solve this battery problem. And so that led me from in uniform, back to being a, a, a government contractor, working with government, into starting a business where we said, let's get the band back together and solve that problem. So, so yeah, I, I didn't, maybe didn't see myself as an entrepreneur doing that when I was uh, in, in uniform. But, but I, I do know that there was a problem that needed to be solved when I was in uniform that led me to, to now. It's a great story. And, and to your point, uh, you know, all great uh, entrepreneurship stories always start with identifying that big problem and, and coming up with a, a solution for it. So I know with uh, Wiggle, you're, you're aiming to help people ditch the cords and wires by imagining a world where one day we can get electrical power the same way we get wireless internet today, which is fascinating. So uh, perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about um, how that came to be, and uh, maybe describe a little bit more of what exactly it is that Wiggle's aiming to do. Oh, perfect. So, so right. So, so when I talk about this data transfer device and the battery die, that's just one of a gajillion things that uses the battery, right? And so, you know, from earbuds to toothbrushes to remotes for your TV to ding ding, right? Your electronic leash. Um, these are all battery powered kind of things. And so when I got back into government, um, this time as an entrepreneur, I was afforded the opportunity to work with some of the same folks I had uh, worked with, particularly at MIT Lincoln Labs, right? And so one of those was Sharif Chabane, who's our uh, CTO. And, and so I would bug Sharif all the time about this battery thing, right? He's like, go away, right? Hey, better, you know, go away. Got, dude, we got a real, real work to do with 5G. I don't have time to talk to you about this battery stuff. But I kept bugging him long enough, I guess, to get him to kind of say, well, wait a minute, right? We're doing some really interesting things with waveforms. Maybe there's some there there. And so when you when you look at, because most of us, right, me included, we don't, we don't stop and think about how do I get a picture of you from your camera across the two continent, two, two countries. Uh, and then I use 2.4 gigahertz to see you on my screen. We don't stop and think about that. We just say, hey, yeah, I got Wi-Fi. Oh, the signal sucks. The signal doesn't suck, right? That, right? That, that's all we think about. It's the same concept with wireless power. In fact, we demonstrated the first parts of wireless power using Wi-Fi, 2.4 gigahertz. And we wanted to show that you, the end user, right now, you want to see me. I want to see you. We want to talk. So we're using that signal for data. But there's a time when I just wanted to recharge my phone, dude. It's sitting there, it's on, it's not doing anything, right? I'm not surfing the web, I'm on the couch sleep. It would be great if it was recharging my phone. And so that's where the concept of Wiggle came from. And that's really, if you understood, if you understand now, right? Even that, not down in the widgets, but if you understand how Wi-Fi works, how, hey, I log on to the network, I got one bar, two bar, three bar, four bar. Four bars, you know, really great. One bar is probably going to suck a little bit. If you understand that, you understand Wiggle because it's basically sending the raw noise rather than a signal. Great analogy for sure. I think everyone can relate to, to Wi-Fi and how it works. I know I just set up a 
portable air conditioning unit last night that's Wi-Fi connected to my phone, which is great. And it's uh, it's streamlined. You get it. It's it's simple. And yeah, I think um, to your point with uh, a lot of the technology today that uses batteries and electrical outlet, it really um, battery technology has got limited autonomy, long charge times, high costs. It can have environmental impacts. Um, so as the internet of things grows and, you know, with the solution that you've talked about basically treating you know power like wi-fi what is the market potential for a technology like wiggle so so years ago i don't want to tell on myself my kids already say dad you were born in the 1900s so so i'll say you know years ago i was working on my master's and uh and i was stationed in germany and uh and i wrote a paper about uh it was about uh Future of technology, right? Where did you think technology was going to go? Now, this is a paper that's supposed to be your thoughts, which I got a C on the paper. I was pretty upset, right? I should have got an A. Now, looking back, I should have been made the, the, the dean of the department. So, <laughs> so I wrote a paper about how one day, right? Now, this is in the ninth, in the 90s. One day, everything you do will be on your phone, right? Your remote control, your television, everything will be on your phone, right? That I got to see because it's like, dude, you, what are you talking about? That 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 there's, you can't put that much data on a phone. So so the Internet of Things is an interesting piece for Wiggle. So Wiggle started as we were the networking folks, right? We took transmitters, put a bunch of little small transmitters, built you a network so you could move around inside this network. That has transformed because of the work we've done with the Department of Defense into three different lines of effort. We're now working on creating the power because what happens if you're somewhere where I don't have a plug to plug in this magical uh, uh, transmitter thing? So I got to create the power. We got some cool stuff, right? So one of the latest things that we're working on, we just demonstrated this guy out at DLD. That's a water bottle, right? That water bottle creates power, runs off salt water, right? Oh. And I can run this guy for 12 hours and he will recharge most of your, you know, small handheld device. So I create the power. Then transmit, right? All the stuff I just talked about, I don't care. We can do it at 2.4 gigahertz. We could do it at 9, 115 megahertz, blah, blah, blah. We send a radio wave, who cares? But then I have to store that power somewhere. And so uh, for us, we've got everything from, thank you, Elon, for the little power bankies, right? This is the cyber trucky power bank. Everything from a small power bank, up to, I've got some really cool solar battery panels over here that we were able to put energy into. So when you think about, right, we started off in just the space of sending wireless power. I want to cut the cord. I want you to be able to recharge without needing a cord, right? That, that was what I wanted. Now I'm in create, transmit, and store. So across the plethora of things that are coming into the IoT space, many of those, if not most of those, all of the mobile ones, will need create, transmit, and store power. And so that gives us an opportunity to sell our IP licensing. So our model is on the transmitter side, it's about 20 cent a transmitter licensing for companies that want to use our technology. On the receiver side, it's about 10 cent a, 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 a transmitter. You say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? Why don't you guys make your own? Because if I'm gonna now make transmitters, I've got to put the transmitter inside of a TV, which means you want me to make TV. You don't want me to make, I don't know, Bo Diddley about making TVs. Really good at the wireless power stuff, not so good about the TV stuff. I'm definitely horrible at making phones. My phone is probably gonna be made out of wood, right? So you don't want my phone, you don't want TV. So I need to partner with folks who are really good at making those things and license my technology to them. 
we're now in the product line of, okay, I've got to make portable generators, renewable energy generators that you can use. And so um, the space for us inside of actually selling those products, those are direct costs and you know, uh, direct to consumer kind of things that we're looking at. But then there's a really, really interesting, uh, another significant piece in our revenue model about trademarks. And so, right, so if you think about, uh, I'm a big Marriott person, right? I go to Marriott hotels. If I go somewhere, I'm looking for a Marriott. I mean, I'll stay at a Hilton, but I you know, just prefer Marriott. So when I go to Marriott, one of the first questions I ask when I get to that desk is, you know what I'm going to ask, what's the Wi-Fi, right? How do I get on the Wi-Fi, right? And so if you can imagine, give us five or 10 years from now, you're going to say, what's the Wi-Fi and what's the wiggle? There's a, there's a trademark revenue capability when wiggle is trademarked and people have to right, pay that trip. So from a revenue side, from the internet of things, we, we love, like every day somebody says, hey, did you hear about this new thing that just came out? Man, I love it. I, I love it because it's, a, it's another piece in the size of our total available market that is just ballooning out because it's a new technology that has emerged. Love the example that you gave there with uh, the Marriott. I think that's so true. And um, yeah, you were clearly uh, ahead of the time there with your paper and your master's program, really, uh, you know, predicting what that future was going to look like. And, uh, you know, you're doing the same now with with Wiggle, which is fantastic. So I know uh, we mentioned a little bit Wiggle works like traditional kind of Wi-Fi or cellular. However, instead of transmitting and receiving data, a Wiggle enabled transmitter network uses the same raw radio frequency as noise, but harvest the RF noise as raw power. So the energy can be stored and wiggle enable power banks that recharge or power your devices. So I know you just gave a great example there. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about kind of how that's working and that really what sets you apart from kind of every other company at this point in terms of what you're doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so uh, really, really proud of this. Again, you know, retired military, uh, retired air force. And so uh, we've got a number of Air Force contracts. And so one of those Air Force contracts, uh, we had the opportunity last week to go to um, Altus Air Force Base in uh, Oklahoma. And so we presented to them, you know, what they paid for. They said, hey, they've got a critical device. Um, this critical device needs to stay up an eight to 12 hour shift. It currently works about an hour to four hours max. All right, so can you, so, okay. So we're gonna create, transmit and store power to keep that that I keep wanting to say the name of it, but they, I don't know if they will like that release it. But um, I think we probably put it online. But anyway, so <laughs> so keep that keep that device uh, alive. And so we said, okay, so let's let's give you that piece of it. But you know what? Something you didn't ask us for, and I know because I was in the military, is we deploy troops all over the world, right? You know, there are, there are Canadian. I, when I was in Afghanistan, there was the uh, barracks I lived in and the Canadian barracks right next door to me and we had a uh, uh, the donut place, Tom Horton. Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons, yeah, we had Tim Hortons ah. donut there, right? And so, so, um, so I know during the holidays, those are big times, right, when you're deployed somewhere. So I said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna give them a Christmas tree. And so we did a wireless Christmas tree um, last week. And so now if you think about, okay, so across the space of Internet of Things, across what you can do in the create, transmit, and store power, I can do everything from recharge your phone to I can now, and we're going to have this product out, I'm pushing the team to really have it out this year, 
you can now have a truly 100% wireless Christmas tree. You plug the transmitters in wherever you want. You control them from the app on your phone. You put the tree where there's no more. I got to run the cord through the dog house. I got to go, this one's behind the sink and up through the couch and under the carpet. No, you don't have to do any of that stuff. You just put the tree where you want it and we wirelessly power that tree. But that's, but, but that's just one little small thing, right? I love this water bottle because this guy can go from this guy size, he can go really small or he can get a lot bigger. And so one of the contracts that we're waiting to get awarded is the ability to take our creation of power and storage of power piece you ready? Get ready for it. Get ready, Canada. We are going to wirelessly, I'm sorry, we're going to recharge EVs while they move. The saltwater generator oh. may be wired in generation one. That's why I'm saying, wait a minute. I'm going to try to get you to wire, but I know in generation one that I can recharge EVs while they move. We've already started with electric bikes. We know it works. I demonstrated that for special operations two months ago. So when you look at, right, where are we going? What's in the space? What are we doing with create, transmit, and store power? We, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm back to that paper I wrote, right? I don't think I wrote enough stuff on there now. We are way into the future of the capabilities uh, that we're able to do. And, and I don't mean you'll get it tomorrow. I mean, you'll get it today because the technology will allow us to go into the future. Well, I think the uh, the example there with the the EVs, I mean, that is absolutely revolutionary. That would be huge. I think what I was most excited about in that statement is the wireless Christmas tree. Cannot tell you how many extension cords I have at Christmas time running all over the house. So I uh, I love that. But I think the the possibilities with this type of technology are endless. And it sounds like you guys are really thinking about all of them, which is fantastic. And uh, I think we we have on uh, the page here that uh, in 2020, Wiggle was awarded the, the first contract to demonstrate Wiggle in a fighter helmet supporting the U.S. Department of Defense contractors demonstration. Um, and you did tell us a little bit more about, uh, you know, the revenue avenues that you have as a company. So perhaps you can tell us just a little bit more about uh, the company's business model. Yeah. So um, in our model that we built, we said, okay, you know, I, I just on this podcast so far shared some things. I'm sure folks may be hearing for the first time and their heads are exploding going, wait a minute, you can do what with the what? I, what? They did what? So, so we knew that Story one needed to be protect the IP, gonna be most important. And so while we know, right, if you think about, uh, <laughs> I mean, just in the viewers who will be watching this, if you're anywhere near my age, right, you recall when there was a phone that had a cord and it attached to a wall, right? And, and if you wanted to go further in your house, you had to go get a longer cord. And so you get mad because you get to the store and it only had a 30 foot cord and you needed a 50 foot cord so you could sit out on the front porch, right? Now, right, most people that I know, uh, when the phone rings, the landline rings at the house, everybody looks at each other like, why is that ringing, right? Everybody that I know has my number. No one calls me that thing, right? So we know that technology is advancing beyond wire. So we are going to go um, into that uh, wireless space. So, you know, when you, when you look at uh, what we're thinking about and trying to do with Wiggle, we're trying to get Wiggle into that space of how do I know in the year 2030 that the trademark says Wiggle and not, I'll say them, not Apple. And so our business model was to get, protect the IP. 
So again, I'm retired airports acquisitions officer. We went and got strong DOD contracts. Why? Because developing technology with DOD, presenting technology for DOD, to DOD, delivering technology to US DOD, it is very difficult for big tech to steal that technology, right? We've got a lot of blue issues. So in our business model, I got it. People are constantly going, hey, you got to talk to such and such and get, I do, I really do. I promise you I do. But I, got, I have to shore up a good, strong moat of patents, partners, and government sponsors around the IP so that it, it, it's not an easy target. People may still want to steal it, but we want to make it easy for them to steal. And so our business model is use that capability to shore up revenue, store up our patents, get our name out there. So right now, our revenue comes from government contracts. The other good thing about that, right, is you don't have to worry about them filing bankruptcy or uh, not paying. They, they, do, they usually pay pretty good. So that is currently our, uh, our primary uh, client. Uh, but as I mentioned with the uh, uh, ability to create power, we are moving into um, some commercial avenues to, uh, to get those out there. But those again, we're designed up for DOD. We've got a pretty good story. We've got pretty strong patents around, please, please, please don't steal our tech. Um, and the same with the Christmas tree. As I mentioned, we delivered the Christmas trees last week designed for folks who are deploying. So, when you see Christmas trees uh, by uh, by anybody other than us, shoot us an email so we can uh, hunt them down. It's <laughs> uh, a great strategy for sure. I think to your point, uh, moats are are so important for for any business, particularly the, in the tech space. So ensuring you've got all the the IP shored up makes sense. And as you mentioned, you're you're focused right now primarily on B two B and and government contracts. Of course, you've got a, a lot of relationships in that area. So um, what would you say is the the company's current kind of sales and marketing strategy as you look at more of the the B two B vertical? Partner, partner. And if all, if, if at, in doubt at all, partner. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you think about uh, cell phone accessories, right? If, if there was only one company that made cell phone accessories, I don't know, either they'd make a killing or we wouldn't buy any of them. But there are so many options around cell phone accessories, right? Somebody new getting into the market tomorrow, it doesn't matter. There's so many cell phones out there, everybody can. So we're in the same kind of thing with the touchless wireless power transmission space. There are so many companies out there. We're not fighting our competitors. We actually call them competitive mates. So the number one part of our strategy is go find somebody that's in this space that's smarter than us, bring them in, let's collaborate, and let's, again, our primary customer is DOD, US DOD, let's bring forward a technology that DOD can use and look and see if there's commercial applications. So we've partnered with Energist, we've partnered with Powercast, we've bought products from EPs. We were looking for anybody, I'll be in San Diego next month presenting to most of the folks in the space saying, hey, I need you to come partner with us. And so that is a really, really big part of our strategy is to partner and then, again, right when I talked about the revenue model, I said 20 cent and 10 cent. You, you're not going to do a whole bunch of selling stuff. So we're licensing our IP to our partners. That's the primary reason why we're B2B. That's great. Well, uh, touchless wireless power is so revolutionary as, as we've talked about. And I know you did a lot of research and development, including with various universities uh, in the military in the US. So can you tell us more about uh, how that research led to where the company's at now? Yeah, so 
So um, I don't want to, well, I'll say the name, sir. These, I, I know these guys, so I'll say their name. <clears throat> so, so Sharif Chabay. So when I first, right, I'm, I'm bugging Sharif. He's at MIT. He's like, go away, dude, leave me alone, go away. So Sharif leaves MIT. Uh, I go off work. I think I was working a different project other than the classified project, or that one was kind of beginning to sunset and I was working on something else. And I got a call and they said, oh man, you know, Sharif left MIT. What do you mean Sharif left MIT? Yeah, he's no longer. I got to find Sharif. So I'm calling people that would know him and they're like, oh, I mean, you know, we don't, you know, HR at MIT is not going to give you his home phone number, right? So I'm like, oh, I, I know God. This guy would know Sharif, right? And I call him like, I'm begging him, dude. So my call sign in the airport says professor. It's proud, right? It's me. You know, it's me. I, you know, I, I'll come to you. I got to get Sharif's info. So he only had Sharif's home phone number. So, so I call, his wife answers, and uh, uh, she finally gets a hold of, of Sharif, uh, gives me the number. And so Sharif and I began to, you know, do this collaborative dance on what we can do around wireless power and how we move forward. And so we, uh, <laughs> when I first tell this to Sharif, he says, it won't work, right? He's a double E. It, it, it won't work won't work. So I said, dude, just help me do the stuff for the pack. So I don't know, we probably get a couple months into it and, and Sharif's calling me at two in the morning. Dude, you're not going to believe this. I, I do believe it. That's, that's why I asked you to help me. So Sharif says, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm eating my own dog food. Let me give this to a buddy of mine, Dr. Tom Buka. So we take the Tom Buka and we say, hey, can you build this for us, right? Dude, it won't work. Yeah, but can you, can you, can you try it for me? And so the very first demonstration that we did was with Dr. Tom Booker. We call it Demo One. And all we wanted to see was if I took a couple of transmitters and some receivers, just some LED lights, could I really send enough energy to make that worthwhile? And he came out with the RFD 150 or whatever, the first radio, uh, radio frequency to DC converter, whatever. So we said, okay, we, there's some data there, right? So we filed the patents, we do the stuff, and then we're like, Okay, we don't want to get hit. Maybe, maybe it was lightning. Or, right? So we, we then went to some other buddies of, uh, of Sharif's over at uh, Florida International University. And so we said, hey, take this stuff, recreate what we did on your own, and see if you get the same results. And they did, right? They used three transmitters. They used a single receiver. They showed that I could move the transmitter around. You could use your device while it's working. Okay. We, there's some stuff here, right? Well, the first government contract, even though it was kind of a research and design thing for, um, uh, for the helmet, it was more about reducing the weight in a fighter jet helmet than it was about the wireless power. So we really didn't focus in there. Our first contract with the Air Force Research Lab was where we really, really, really started looking at feasibility. Where could we use this? How could we use this? And so that has led into multiple contracts uh, on the other side of that, on the research and development side. Of what of where that goes, so, but it all it all goes back to that very first. Actually, it goes back to me in uniform, you know, bugging Sharif and him going, you know, stop stop asking me questions. But that's how we've advanced from you know where we were up to where we are now, which is working with you know. I I just sent a set of answers day before yesterday to DARPA, um, Defense Applied Research Programs Agency. Um, right, they were like, hey, how did you do this? Because they they put they watch witness our demonstration so yeah so we've done a lot of r&d to get from zero to zero to hero wow incredible i think that's a, a great testament as well to your ability to kind of communicate the vision 
for this as something that is so large, so revolutionary, um, that changes the way we we're going to interact with technology. So as uh, someone creating such change, um, what would you say is kind of your leadership style for building these relationships and motivating the team and getting everyone around this singular vision for the future? Uh, I guess I would like to say more of uh, coaching and mentoring. I guess the team would probably say, uh, they would either say visionary or, or, or mission oriented. Um, uh, so some of the stuff, some consulting I still do to different government agencies, uh, they always tell me, they say, you know, we, we come back to you because man, you, your follow-up ability is like amazing because, and, and, I, and I learned it, right? As a military officer, you learn that. And so um, I find myself two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, going back through emails, right? And I may go two to three months back. Who did I talk to? What did I say? What did I send? Did they send what I sent? And you know, following up on those things. For me, I think it's because it, there's a vision out there, and I want to make sure everybody's seeing the vision. I think my my team would say no. That's more you know mission and task oriented. Um, you know, but I, I I'd like to hope that I'm, I'm mentoring folks. Uh, we had a there was a a thing again in the Air Force, which is a uh, you should. Uh, you should lead people away. You should lead them to ability for them to go off and be a leader or be something else, right? Don't lead them under you, lead them away. And so uh, hopefully I'm, I'm still doing that. It's a great philosophy. Certainly, uh, you know, it's important to build everyone's skills, set them up for success. And uh, that only is going to help the, the team continue to, to drive towards that vision or, or mission that the company has. So it's great to hear a little bit more about your leadership style there. And one thing that I, I always like to just ask every founder is really since starting the company, what's been one of your favorite moments so far? Oh, wow. One of the favorite moments since starting the company. Um, I would have to say it's probably our very first capital raise, the very first $1 million uh, capital raise. Uh, and, and the reason why is because uh, I've got to put time into perspective for you. So Wiggle, right, we, we got a contract to do wireless power on a fighter jet helmet. And uh, we negotiated it in like uh, August, September through January, uh, through uh, December of 2019. We get the contract signed and executed first couple of weeks in January of 2020. Wiggle does not get a name or a company until February 26, 2020. So we had a contract to do the stuff before we even knew what we were gonna call it, right? And so, uh-oh, right, we gotta go do the stuff and folks are going, hey, this is bigger than a fighter jet helmet, right? Dude, you gotta get out of that military thinking and you gotta, right, it recharges phones too. Yeah, I don't care, it recharges any of this stuff. So you need to go raise money. So. So I go off and I'm, I'm meeting with folks and I'm going through accelerators and I'm a military guy. I don't understand the VC world. None of this stuff makes sense to me. I'm talking to VCs. One guy says, I'm gonna fund your whole project. COVID happened, dear, 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 dear. He lost millions of dollars. I'm not investing in anything like the world. I hate the world. Uh, I go out to this billionaire's house, his dog's jumping up on me. And, you know, and I'm like, this is cap raising cap. I don't like this at all. So, so I found the world of online capital raise. 
And so, of course, we know we got a good product. I've had successful businesses, guys. When I left the military, I did the contract. So, okay, I'm, I'm in a safe space. I'm retired military. I've got rental properties, right? I'm in a good spot in my life. Uh, I'm going to throw this baby out there and see how many people tell me I got a cute baby or ugly baby, right? Because the world of online and online capital raising is not, they're not nice, sweet. They will tell you your baby's ugly. And so here we go. I take this baby and I put this baby out there called Wiggle. And in um, 13 days, we maxed out. Wow. We maxed out. So that was probably one of the best moments in Wiggle. Not the technology, right? The technology will do what it does. I think that was one of the best moments because it was, um, it was more than just me. It was people saying, hey, dude, yes. I understand we went from uh, vinyl records to now I'm downloading music, uploading music on the cloud. I got it, right? Grandma had a phone that had a cord that long and everybody had to stand in the kitchen and talk on the phone. Now we're out, got, we're going to go to wireless power. You're on the right space. And so that was a, you know, a, a proud uh, a birther of Wiggle moment. Uh, and it's probably one of the most exciting times uh, for me and my team, right? Because we said, okay, that gives you motivation, right? Folks are saying, hey, I'm going to invest money in you because I think you can do it. Doggone it. Let's go do it. It's a great story and and certainly, you know, benefit of online capital raising or, or equity crowdfunding is that market validation piece. You know, not only are people seeing this and understanding what it is that you want to do and intend to do, but uh, they're also getting behind it. They're saying this is what they want to see more of in the world. They're they're backing the opportunity. They're becoming, you know, shareholders, brand ambassadors. Um, so I think that's uh, really exciting. And you've obviously, uh, you know, had successful raises in the U.S. Um, and uh, have made the decision to kind of pursue now Canada as part of that, uh, you know, capital raise strategy. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about uh, what inspired you to make this opportunity uh, available to Canadian investors as a, a U.S. company who's done several successful uh, rounds in the U.S. now. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of goes back to um, that early discussions that I had when we when we got the contract for the helmet, right, is I'm... I'm retired military, right? So I'm, hey, you know, let's get this for the troop and that troop over there. And folks are going, hey, but what about the cell phone? And what about the earbud? And what about, right? And so it's like, yeah, well, all that stuff works. Okay, so we now have, no kidding, I've got something that I'm ready to go for production with. Well, I don't plan on selling this just to the military. No, it's going to be at, uh, you know, we're going to have this at Walmart if we can get it at Walmart. This thing is going to be at Home Depot and, and, and all your sporting goods store. Well, is that just the U.S.? Well, of course not, right? People need power everywhere. It's not just the U.S. Okay, so what are you doing to, to, to be not just U.S.? Oh, we're raising money on, you know, in, in the U. Well, that's only U.S. But but see, well, but, well, but, hmm. So the team said, okay, if we really are saying that this is a global problem, we have investors or, or followers, right? So on our current uh, U.S. raise, uh, we've got about 8,000 um, investors, but we've got 15,000 followers yeah. in addition to that, right? And so, uh, so a lot of our followers are going, dude, you keep, right, you keep talking. Look, you did another amazing thing. What about us, right? I don't live in the U.S. What about us? And so we made the thought of, okay, let's, uh, let's look at our partners to the north 
Um, we think that there's definitely some manufacturing uh, opportunities for us there. Um, and we know that the products are needed there, right? Because, you know, like you said, you, you want to do Christmas wirelessly too. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, uh, so that was really the driving force behind us is to go U.S., Canada. Um, the next thought is to go south, right? Set a, a good, strong uh, a base and products moving inside of Canada, then go south, then go out. Love that. Uh, global problem requires a, a global solution, and it's great to bring the, the global community in on that opportunity as well. So I think that's fantastic. Now, with the current round uh, that you're doing, um, how do you plan on using those funds to, to grow the business? Yeah, so I've talked a lot about research and development, right? And so, um, you know, research and development dollars are there. I want to make this guy smaller. Uh, we had a call with somebody the other day, and he's he's got a really, really nifty thing that we can do with our ability to create power. Um, we want to continue to partner with folks to do our uh, transmission of power. I mentioned PowerCast and Energy. They've been really strong manufacturing partners for us, delivering us what we call commercial off-the-shelf uh, capability. And then on the storage of power side, uh, we've got some really interesting things that we're doing primarily with a company called Energy, iEnergy, Energy Solar, where we discovered that we have the ability to, uh, our saltwater generator can recharge most solar batteries. So when you think about solar today, right, the problem that you have with solar is you gotta put these panels and cells on. They take up a lot of space. Our saltwater generators don't, and they generate enough power to recharge that solar battery, which is what you really care about, right? You just wanna use the power for this stuff. Another part of that is of course, right, um, working capital, right? You gotta be able to do the stuff to do the stuff. And then, I mean, I, I cannot foot stomp enough. Um, you didn't ask me this question, but I'll offer it up. People will ask me, you know, what's your biggest fear with Wiggle? And I'll tell you my biggest fear. I, in fact, I just answered somebody on our US campaign yesterday about my biggest fear. Is that big tech is watching Wiggle. We know they're watching. They, they participated in some of our stuff. We know they're watching. Our biggest fear is that they may say, we'll just fight you in court, right? The technology is mm -hmm. at a, a place where we want it, we'll take it, and we'll, we'll just fight you in court. And so a part of the funds used are to make sure we are loud and our name's out there and we've got name dominance. And so uh, I call it the 14-year-old boy strategy. So the 14-year-old boy, um, I, don't, I do have it on. So, so I've got an Apple Watch, right? I don't know. Do yep. you have an Apple Watch? I do, wearing it right now. Apple Watch, right? Okay. <laughs> and um, and you do you have earbuds? I see you've got your cord. Do you have earbuds? I do have AirPods as well, yeah. AirPods, okay, good. And in your car, do you have the little thingy where you can put your phone on your thingy in your car and it'll recharge it? Ooh, it is not that advanced, but I do have a cord in my car that I can charge with. <laughs> okay, so the thing that you charge your phone with and the case that you yep. use, your, what is that called? No idea. No one knows, right? It doesn't have a name. It's, just, <laughs> it's, the, it's the thing. And so yeah. what Google is after another use of our funds is, uh, use of funds is, we want to be the name. It, when, when the 14-year-old boy says, I want to recharge my stuff, somebody says, do you want a court? I want every 14-year-old in the world to say, no, I want Wiggle. Because if I can get the 14-year-olds to say, I want Wiggle, I can stop big tech from stealing. So that's another part of the use of funds. But I think we share uh, we share on the front front of the page, uh, you know, what that use of funds is and uh, what that breakdown. Absolutely. Well, I uh, love the example there that you provided. I think that's great. And I think the the nice part about wanting to become that household name is that Wiggle is just such a catchy name. 
I think it's great. So I'm sure it's going to have no problem catching on there. But uh, as we look to kind of wrap things up today, I wanted to get to a, a couple of questions that we had from investors come through in advance. Um, one of which was, of course, highlighting the fact that you've had those great contracts with the Department of Defense. But uh, they were wondering if there's been any other big sectors or industries to have expressed interest in Wiggle technology. Uh, yes. No, okay. Are you so, liberty to name who? <laughs> okay, so so I will tell you. Um, uh, I've I've mentioned it a little bit uh, EVs, but I'll be more specific. Yep. So inside the EV uh, electric bike space, um, there is a company that we're working with. We have one of their bikes right now. We have recharged their bikes. You can uh, recharge the bike while it rides around. But the this company is in the you go to downtown, right? You're in, you're in Toronto and you go downtown and there's a bike there and you get on the app and you rent the bike. Well, when you get done with the bike, you get off of the bike, but somebody's got to come find it and recharge because you didn't recharge, you didn't care. You just wanted to ride around, right? You just left the bike up, I'm done, right? So this company pays people to go find the bike. Well, wait a minute, if I can wirelessly, if I can recharge that bike, I, I don't, I'm, I keep wanting to skip to Gen 2, I, so, so please bear with me. Generation one capabilities that exist today is if I can put salt water into this bike and it recharges it, all you got to do now is show up with a bottle of water, shake salt in it. There you go. Mm -hmm. Hit the app and you go. Right. So we are we're doing that. That is a huge industry. It goes back to one of the questions you asked at the beginning about the market size. That is really ballooning out uh, the capabilities in our market. So when we say inside the EV space, that is the first in the EV space um, that we think we're going into. And of course, because our business model is DOD, I know you want to know other than DOD, but um, DOD has also expressed significant interest in recharging electric vehicles while they move. That's great. Uh, one of the other questions we've talked a lot about the water bottle that you're working on and making that available to, to consumers. So the other question we had come through is, um, is there a, a plan or a timeline for making this technology available in consumer markets? And it sounds like there is. So perhaps you can give us just some more detail there. Yep. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I won't, I won't beat up on our team too bad when I'm with them, I'll beat on them and tell them you guys are, you're going too slow, right? What do you think? But I, I will tell you in uh, in the global logistics challenges that are happening, yeah. in, uh, in the global employee shortage problems that we're having, um, we saw some minor setbacks of about 90 to 120 days on some of our deliveries. So we had thought that these would start hitting shelves around the Christmas time. Okay, right. We, you know, I can't. My guys can't get chips, they can't get chips, right? There's nothing, there's yeah. nothing that they can do, um, but they can work on other stuff. Um, if they can't get boards, they can't get boards. And so um, the plan was to have these in December of uh, uh, this year. So I know that that has shifted for me as, to, as of today in May, that has already shifted for me 90 uh, to 120 days to the right. We're tracking that, we're trying to get aggressive on how we do stuff, but when we wanna scale to large quantities, right? I'm, I'm not going to beat out Elon if Elon goes and buys up all the chips. There's, there's, there's no diddly wiggle can do uh, to beat to, to beat General Motors and Ford in, in getting access to some of those things that, that everybody's after. Uh, but we do plan in 2024 to have those products available. 
That's amazing. Well, for those listening, look out store shelves for these amazing products. I, I can't wait myself to, to dive in. I think that sounds great. And appreciate you answering those questions from investors there. Just uh, a few final questions as we look to wrap things up today. Something that uh, I always like to ask just with yourself being so experienced in you know the industries and sectors that you've worked in, but also now as a, a founder. For any other founders or future entrepreneurs who may be listening today, what's one piece of advice you'd like to share with them? Give up now, run. No. <laughs> so so I, I would say, you know, it's the exact opposite, right? Is, is stick to it. I mean, if you, if you, if you know in your heart or you had some vision, uh, see it to the end. Um, I was I was telling my son. My son's a big uh, uh, Marvel comics fan, right? And so I told him, I said, you know, it, it's interesting, especially in the tech space. You'll get a lot of engineers who'll tell you that defies the laws of physics. Right? You'll hear you'll hear that a lot. And so as an entrepreneur, especially if you're a new and you're Somebody will say, well, you can't do that, right? Since it defies the law. Well, what most physicists were after, are still after, is string theory. And so um, Marvel Comics calls that the multiverse. And so, it, and, and so the multiverse string theory goes like this. Everything exists somewhere. Every, I don't, if you can think it, it exists somewhere. It may not be in your verse or in your string, but it exists somewhere. So if you're an entrepreneur, it's on you to pull it into this string. If you can envision it, if you know you, you want it, if you can see it, go get, it exists somewhere, go get it and pull it into the universe you live into, you live in today. Really great philosophy. I like that. I think not only uh, a good example with Marvel, but also I don't know if you saw the uh, Oscar nominated Everything Everywhere All at Once with all the different multiverses and kind of how that came into her particular universe. I, I think great illustration. And to your point, uh, it's on you to make it happen. If you've got that idea, it's worth pursuing. And I think for yourself, uh, you know, definitely uh, a visionary in what you've been able to achieve. And it's certainly something worth uh, worth fighting for. Yeah, and we and, and, and uh, okay, I'm biased, right? For, with Wiggle, I mean, so so here's another problem I have, right? So, yeah. so so I'm in my office. This is my hideaway core. I keep this core on my desk. I probably should super glue it to my computer so that my teenage kids can't take it because they take them and they do this twirly thing with them, and I get them back, and the core turned to the side and it's got tape on it, and no one knows how it happened. So we. Right? I've got some personal vested interest in not buying cords all the time. Right? I'd like to be able to get to wireless power. And so, you know, so uh, yeah, you see it, you can believe it, you can bring it in this universe, go get it. That's amazing. Well, one other question I, I always like to ask, and you've touched on this a little bit, how you really want to make Wiggle a household name. You want to really push the, the brand awareness and recognition of the company. Um, so for investor, potential investors, shareholders, just brand ambassadors, how can people in the community help spread the word about Wiggle? So one is, uh, you know, the, the, the rule of 10, right? So if, if, you, if you understand it and you're like, okay, maybe it'll happen. I can see it happening in my lifetime. I'm telling you, I'm, I got a five-year window, right? I'm, I'm getting old. I like to play pickleball. Uh, I'd like to get this up and move in and get it to exit. So, um, so if you if you like that, spread the word with ten people. One of the things that we've done with Front Funder is right. So I've got on a wiggle head. I've got on a wiggle shirt. Mm -hmm. We got very unique wiggle stuff for the Front Funder campaign. So 
you will be the only people in the world who have this very unique uh, wiggle stuff. And, you know, we're not asking folks to be physicists and explain freeze equation or R squared, right? Hey, I want to recharge my phone wirelessly. You go to the website, <laughs> you know, do your own due diligence and figure it out. So, so we would ask um, anybody, what, and, and that's whether you invest or not. Even, even if you don't invest, but you do kind of like the concept, uh, just spread the word. We've also got these, uh, I got so many props on my desk. I didn't realize when I tell this part. All right, we've also got these neat little poker chips things. So Very nice. talk about, uh, the things I did with Sharif and the classified programs, one of the places we used to go just, you know, cause I was Air Force and we had all the good stuff was uh, Nellis Air Force Base uh, in Las Vegas. And so I've, I've had poker chips as my business cards uh, for years and, and it just really fit uh, with Wiggle. So we're gonna make those available to, uh, to our funder uh, investors also. That's amazing. Well, uh, like you noted, there are some great perks available. The, the cap that you're wearing looks very sharp. Um, so I think a lot of people will be excited for that. Um, so as we, we look to, to wind things down today, uh, any interested investors can go check out their campaign page at www.frontfunder.com forward slash wiggle. Um, great perks available. We've got uh, a great video explaining what it is that Wiggle does. Lots of fantastic information. Uh, Dr. Glover, any final thoughts today on uh, getting any listeners excited about investing in Wiggle? Um, you know, I think, again, so I, I started off on this whole capital raise road as a military guy, an acquisitions guy with U.S. government money and uh, quickly realized that I lived in a world of make-believe <laughs> when I got out uh, into the real world, especially in the capital raise world. Um, one of the things that I am very happy about, so I'm not, you know, I'm now like the, the hair club guy. I'm not just a founder. I'm also an investor. Um, and so, um, so the last thing I would leave is, even if you come to Front Funder and you see, ah, this little stuff will never work, right? Okay. But there may be other things on their platform that, that do interest you. And so for us founders who do have vision and we're trying to bring things forward, you know, hunt for something, you know, a couple hundred bucks is not going to kill you. Uh, you know, is, there's a, a huge upside on getting into early stage uh, investment. Um, these capital raise platforms allow us uh, to bring our technology but it allows you to get in early and, and reap the reward. So that would be the last thing I, I would leave uh, with any um, investor is if, if you come there and you don't like Wiggle, don't, don't just you know, turn, change the channel. Find something else on, on, uh, on the campaign that you do like. Very inspiring words and uh, yeah, certainly a, a great philosophy. I think we want to uplift as, as many founders as we can. We know it's a, a difficult time to, to raise capital as well. And, you know, for myself, who's even been an investor on FrontFunder prior to, to working at FrontFunder, I think there's nothing greater than being able to, to support that founder who's really looking to change the world in a positive way and definitely encourage everyone to check that out. So as I mentioned earlier, to learn more about Wiggle, www.frontfunder.com forward slash Wiggle. And uh, Dr. Glover, thanks so much for being here today. I learned a lot and uh, had a pleasure chatting with you as always. As always. Thank you. Thank you. For anyone new to the podcast, FrontFunder is Canada's leading equity crowdfunding platform, enabling all Canadians to invest in the most exciting startups and growth stage companies, something that was previously only available to the 1%. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter so you can have your questions answered in an upcoming episode.
This podcast episode is for informational purposes only and should not constitute financial advice. Investors should conduct their own due diligence on any investment they may be considering on FrontFunder. For details of any offering listed on FrontFunder, refer to the offering document on their campaign page at www.frontfunder.com.